African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Thank you for joining us right here on African Dialogue. You're listening to Channel Africa, The African Perspective. My name is Benjamin Mushatama. Thank you for joining us on our shortwave service into the continent on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band. To Southern Africa, remember, we're on DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio book here. You can also catch us on our website, streaming us live there on www.channelafrica.co.za. Today, our focus is on Zambia, opposition leader Hakainde Hechelema has another issue to fight as Zambia treason charges were filed against him last week Monday for allegedly obstructing President Edgar Lungu's motorcade on a main road. According to police, on Saturday President Edgar Lungu had passed through Mongu, 500 kilometers west of the capital Lusaka and his motorcade was obstructed because Hechelema's convoy refused to give way. Zambia treason is a non-bailable of which means the person charged with such an act cannot apply for bail with a minimum jail term of 15 years and a maximum sentence of the death penalty. Now, to make sense of all of this, uh, we joined on the line by Gary van Staden, who's a senior political analyst. Gary, thank you for giving us your time. Not a problem. Not a problem. Now, this is, this is a very bizarre situation here. Uh, that I've just uh, unpacked in the intro, Zambian opposition leader Hakainde Ichilima is now facing uh, charges of treason for allegedly obstructing President Edgar Lungu's motorcade on a main road. Tell us a little bit more about this and why would he need to be charged for treason for such an, uh, an issue of obstructing a motorcade? Well, uh, hi. I, I, I'm not a lawyer, but let me say that um, I think this it's a highly improbable charge. It sounds to me like a minor road traffic offense. Um, and um, I would, you know, <clears throat> uh, by any definition, treason is um, uh, an attempt to unconstitutionally uh, remove a government or uh, a government, not even a president. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, a, it's a little bizarre, but I don't think, I don't think we're talking legal here. I think we're talking political. So... Um, it, it seems to me that um, uh, that the patriotic uh, front is thinking, well, any, anything going, you know, and, and, uh, President Lungu seems to be uh, under increasing pressure to, I, I'm not quite sure what, you know, I'm not quite sure, I think he's putting himself under pressure, but I think, you know, we're not talking illegal here, we're talking political, and I think that it's a, a patently trumped-up charge, and all that he's trying to do is to try and keep uh, HH out of uh, political circulation. Now, let's look at the context of uh, this came from Norway. In terms of the political atmosphere, we know there's a very robust uh, uh, kind of atmosphere between uh, the ruling party and opposition. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, the current uh, atmosphere in Zambian politics currently. 
Well, I, you know, I think I think it's a bit of a poisonous attitude, uh, a bit of a poisonous climate at the moment. Um, you know, I think that uh, for 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 some reason, the ruling party and the and the incumbent president uh, feel the need um, uh, to not allow any opposition. You know, so it, it goes way beyond the the opposition parties and the and the harassment of. Uh, 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 of the uh, opposition parties and HH and the United Party for you know national development. The whole, the whole focus seems to be to to to, uh, to put the opposition under uh, under pressure. You know, uh, there's something like 30 um, opposition party people have been detained just over the past little while. You know, so um, I think yes, it's a very poisonous attitude, uh, atmosphere. I'm not quite sure um, how long this is likely to prevail, but. Um, uh, it seems to me that um, while uh, it probably doesn't pose any serious threat to Zambia's overall political stability, I think that you know the longer this drags on and the more this happens and the more that uh, President Lungu uh, uh, and the regime are allowed to get away with it, um, I think that you know that's inevitably going to uh, increase political tensions in the country, and then we could actually see some uh, uh, some violent confrontation, and that's the last thing we want to see in Zambia right now. Mm. Why is there so much confrontation, especially the fact that uh, we're not very close uh, to elections? This is not the year of elections for uh, Zambia, Gary, and uh, we still see these kind of contentions uh, between uh, especially these two personalities, President Edgar Lungu and opposition leader Kainde Hichilema. Why is there such a huge contest between these two figures, especially the fact that there is no real rivalry in in terms of uh, in a political set up. Uh, things seem like uh, very stable in the country in terms of uh, the economy there and in terms of when you look at the political setup there. So there isn't really a need for these two to always have this confrontation uh, towards each no. other. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And, and I think to be fair that that probably comes from both sides. Uh, you know, the, mm. the personality clashes between the two leaders, um, I think is is, is, is um, plays a significant role in, in this, and you know, and the determination, you know, to keep on pressing about the the, the illegitimacy of the election. When, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, I don't think there's sufficient evidence to that 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 certainly that the outcome was gerrymandered to the point where the, uh, the uh, uh, President Lungu and the Patrick uh, Front won by won by cheating. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, I don't think that's the case, and. And I don't think it helps for this situation to be going on and on and on and on. I, I, you know, I really thought that once the courts had decided it would be over. Uh, there's also talk in the amongst elements of the opposition parties and some of the other some of the other groupings there uh, that's suggesting that that HH is 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 facing a power struggle within the party because okay. he's now been told this is the third or fourth time you've tried to win an election and you can't. Maybe we mm-hmm. we need to try someone else. And he might be trying to use the the whole legitimacy of the election thing to just um, keep himself in uh, in focus. So there are those issues as well. But nothing, uh, nothing, excuses uh, a clampdown uh, on, at this kind of level on opposition. Nothing justifies closing down newspapers on flimsy mm-hmm. grounds that they, their taxes are in arrears, etc. So yes, I think that the, the two leaders annoy each other. Uh, and I think that their personality clash is, is uh, uh, partly responsible for this. But there's, 
absolutely no justification in a democracy like Zambia's for the regime to resort to these underhand tactics of charging people with treason for driving on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) I mean, it's absurd. But what does this actually mean in terms of international standards? Because uh, this looks like uh, a transgression even on the uh, government side and in terms of Edgar Lumu's governance. Well, I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come back to that because charging someone for treason for such a minor act seems very much unconstitutional. uh, Even in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll come back and and speak about what does that mean in terms of the atmosphere of politics in, in Zambia. You're listening to Channel Africa the voice of the African Renaissance. We're speaking to political analyst Gary van Staden, uh, giving us a breakdown on what's happening in this situation with these analysis. Remember, you are listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Moshatama. Remember, we come to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. We're going to take a quick break. It's 11.15 Central African time, and then we'll be back. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. Listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja. Nam, kwenye line ya simu, hivi sasa, najiunga moja kwa moja. Farafina. Farafina. Terre de soleil. Está na companhia do serviço em língua portuguesa do canal África, a voz de renascença africana que transmite a partir dos seus estudos centrais de Auckland Park, cidade de Johannesburg, África do Sul. Sochitika, mu África! Informing the world about Africa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial... 605-47-1711 Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. That's exactly who we are, Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Mushatama. Right here on our shortwave service on 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa and also on DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Remember, you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today we're looking at the story, very, very bizarre story of uh, Zambia's main opposition leader Kayinde Hichilema uh, claiming to be assaulted by police during his arrest as he appeared in court on charges of obstructing the presidential motorcade. Why were they even there at the same time? Very bizarre uh, scenario there uh, that uh, we're looking at uh, uh, recently in terms of what's happening in Zambia. But uh, we've got Gary von Staden who's a senior political analyst who's giving us his insights on, on this situation. And, and Gary coming back to you in terms of even just this confrontation itself 
says a lot about the politics and you highlighted the fact that the two political leaders, which is uh, Edgar Lungu, who is the president of the country in Hakainda, uh, Hichilima, and who has been opposition leader for a long time, have always been uh, old rivals for a long time. And we know in the last election there was a, uh, there was a, r- a really narrow win between the two. Uh, but you say that the rigging aspect of things cannot really be proven, especially uh, down the line after those particular elections. But this arrest also says a lot about the political environment in um, Zambia itself. I mean, it's a bit of a very bizarre charge to charge someone with treason charges just for obstructing the uh, presidential uh, motorcade. I'm not sure if there was a real, real uh, physical uh, attempt of injury towards the president. Uh, but even that is still not treason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's assault, attempted murder. There's, mm, you know, yeah. I mean, the the, the 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 legal system that Zambia has is is very familiar to us. It's sure. not something that's strange. So, uh, you know, put yourself in, say, in South Africa, uh, where mm. that could happen. You know, you, you, yes, assault, assault, attempt to do grievous bodily harm. You know, there are, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, you know, it, it takes. And, and sure. there's, there's no possibility that that charge can be mm. can, can be proven. No, it can't be. But it takes us to the fact that you know, in terms of the political situation, it seems like very, very steamy and very, very awkward right now. And also, this looks like a constitutional breach in a way. Also, certainly it is. Uh, and I, I think the point to make here too is that they needed a charge. Where bail did not apply. You see, they want to keep they want to keep Mr. in jail. I don't, mm. They don't want him running around, um, uh, you know, raising his voice against uh, against his his treatment, uh, which was patently unfair, uh, and apparently, by all accounts, not only his own, uh, seriously over the top in terms of the way he's roughed up. His family was hurt, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so. You know, I think that you know they needed a charge that would keep him in jail, and the, you know, I think uh, there are probably very few treason as one of them. You know, so I mean, I said, well, let's let's use treason because the law does not allow uh, for bail uh, uh, under such a charge. But you know, sooner or later, they're going to have to go to court, and 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 uh, even a vaguely competent judge uh, is going to say this is a, a, a bad joke. You're free to go, sir. Um, but you know, in the meantime, you know, it, it doesn't help the uh, the environment in Zambia. It, it puts everyone on edge. Uh, and, and frankly, I, I'm a little sort of taken aback at the total lack of response from uh, from from SADC. You know, if this is Lesotho, we've they've sent in um, civil ramaphosa mm. and <laughs> half of the South African Defence Force mm, by now. Mm, mm. You know, but you know, but because it's it, it's Zambia, we do, we we don't seem to. To be to be too to concerned, and I really think that um, you know uh, some regional pressure would uh, uh, would help. And you know the the point here being that you know if uh, if President Lungu gets away with this, um, uh, and no, there is no real international kind of and, and certainly no regional or, or, or African outcry against his behaviour. That might just embolden him mm-hmm. to you know to to increase this level of repression and I'm, frankly I'm at a loss to understand why having just won an election uh, he feels the need to create an environment that is so that is so poisonous
Mm. It's also interesting to see that uh, South Africa's opposition uh, uh, members are also taking part in this debacle of what's happening in Zambia. DA leader Musimai Mani uh, condemned the actions uh, that we have uh, really uh, spoken about and said he would seek to uh, find a, a due process and uh, that uh, the South Africa's government must actually... Uh, urge the Zambian authorities to grant uh, uh, Hichilema uh, access to medical personnel and also to ensure that his human rights were being upheld. Exactly. I mean, you know, you don't need to be running over the top condemning the Zambian government, etc., although I think that that would not be out of place. You know, but certainly, you know, you know to suggest that you would like to see, A, that, yes, he gets medical attention, that is to his lawyers and his family, etc. Um, you know, those are the basic rights that, that anybody should get. Um, and so, you know, I don't think it would be out of place for for South Africa or the uh, or SADC to, to 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 say that. But you know, but then again, if you think of the, you know, the current chair of the SADC is is, is an absolute monarch in Swaziland. You know, so I mean, why does he actually care about what? Uh, uh, how the Zambians are behaving when he behaves even worse. You know, so, um, um, you know, I, I don't. Uh, what I think the bottom line is is that is that HH is on his own. You mm-hmm. know, and, uh, unless there's some pressure from within Zambia, uh, uh, you know, to to expedite these ludicrous proceedings so that he can sort of, uh, as I say, any competent court is going to throw this case out on its ear. Um, uh, you know that. It, it, it looks like he's going to be dependent on, on, on home pressure. I don't think he's going to get too much help from the outside. Mm. And, and what does this say about the de- democratic dispensation in, in, in Zambia overall when we see this kind of trend that keeps on coming back and forward where we see kind of opposition politics being so, um, you know, mishandled? Yes. Um, you know, I think overall I think we need to make the point that that uh, uh, up until uh, very recently, Zambia's uh, democratic process and its, its institution building have been have been quite remarkable and have been very praiseworthy. Uh, and what um, uh, uh, President Lunga is doing at the moment is undermining uh, 20, 30 years of hard work, um, you know, to to get Zambia to where it is today. Uh, and uh, but I do think it's temporary. You know, I think that um, I think we don't need to get too carried away. I think that the institutions in Zambia are relatively strong. Um, uh, its democracy is fairly deeply entrenched. So I think there's going to be limits, I think, to what uh, President Lung is going to be able to do. Hmm. Well, we're going to take a now, quick I break. Long-term, long-term concerns about it. Sure, but, sure. Um, you know, short-term, it could get tricky. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to uh, speak some more and just uh, uh, wrap up uh, the conversation with you, Gary. That's Gary Van Staden, who's a senior political analyst, uh, giving us his his time on the situation here. If you're just joining us here, uh, we're just looking at the situation where opposition leader Kainda Ichilema has another issue to fight a Zambia. Treason charges were filed against him last week, Monday, for allegedly obstructing President Edgar Lungu's motorcade on the main road. 
Road. According to police, on Saturday, President uh, Edgar Lungu had passed through Mongu, which is 500 kilometers west of the capital, Lusaka. And uh, his motorcade was obstructed because Hichilima's convoy refused to give way. A Zambia treason is an unbailable offense, which is very, very intense indeed, which means the person charges, charged rather uh, with such an act cannot apply for bail with a minimum a jail term of 15 years and a maximum sentence of the death penalty. Such a rife, heavy sentence for such a light issue. That's where the contention is, especially with this issue. But we know that there's others who have came into this conversation, the likes of Rayla Odenga, the uh, Kenyan leader there. Uh, last August, he says that last August, politicians across the continent watched the mounting concern as the drama surrounding the elections in Zambia unfolded. Without doubt, the election result was closed. Many alleged were stolen. Last week, uh, HH, the leader of the main opposition party, the UP. ND was arrested on charges of treason. So far, both the African and the wide international response has been muted. Now is the time for African Democrats to speak out. That's what Raila Odinga is asking for, that politicians on the African continent should speak about this situation in Zambia. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to wrap it up after this conversation. Uh, 11.27 Central African time, uh, 11.27. Uh, you're listening to us right here on Channel Africa, the African Perspective. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Mushata. I'm right here on African Dialogue. Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment from Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world. Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon Muchemwa. Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonye in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I am Kumbero Munjarere in Johannesburg. Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Jean-Noël Bamweze. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelwa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspectives. Yes, you're listening to Channel Africa, the African Perspective. you with me, Benjamin Mushata Maraichi on African Dialogue. It's great to have you with us. Remember, we come to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. Remember, we've got a social media, at Channel Africa ones, our Twitter handle, or at African Dialogue. You can become part of the Channel Africa family there. Don't forget our Facebook page, simply titled Channel Africa. That's where you can engage with us and get up to date with some of the uh, topics and the 
the issues and stories that we look at here on Channel Africa. Also, don't forget that uh, you can go to our website, www.channelafrica.co.za. That's www.channelafrica.co.za, where you can uh, get an update uh, on uh, some of our podcasts. Go to the multimedia section there, and you can find our podcast of every show after it has been broadcast on air. Well, we're still staying with the Gary von Stad and the senior political analyst, and uh, he's with us looking at this very, very worrying situation in uh, Zambia here. And I, I want to just uh, look at this uh, uh, writing that came out from uh, uh, former Kenyan Prime Minister Rayla Odinga calling for African Democrats, as he calls them, uh, to speak out. And just to quote some of the areas that he highlighted in his appeal, uh, Rayla Odinga continues to say the run-up to the 2016 Zambian elections were acknowledged by election monitors to have been lopsided. President Edgar Lungu's Patriotic Front used state resources to support their cause, shut down media outlets, and deliberately disrupt the opposition campaign. Even the EU election observation mission noted the campaign period was marred by systematic bias in state media. Gary, do you think this is a time to actually go back and question those elections, seeing that current uh, situation where, yes, state resources are used against opposition? Um, <clears throat> I think there are, two, there, are two, there are two issues here. Uh, and I would agree 100% with the opposition, with all of the monitoring groups and our own observations of the election, that the run-up to the election, the environment preceding the election, was completely skewed in favor uh, of the patriotic front. Uh, it was, uh, it, you know, bias wasn't even beginning to, you know, the, the playing field was completely skewed in favor of the ruling party, etc., uh, etc., et that is an issue we agree with 100%. That is not rigging. Excuse me. And that you have to deal with in a completely different way. Monitoring groups and our own observations have said, listen, this was completely uh, in respect of the way uh, voters were intimidated, voters mm. were persuaded, voters were this, voted with that. But you know, uh, that is not rigging. You know, rigging is when you stuff ballot boxes, is when you manipulate, is when you take away votes from the opposition uh, and, you know, et cetera. You know, those, yeah. those are, are, are yeah. separate issues. And I agree that we need to have a very close look um, at the environment leading up to, to elections. State resources are always going to be uh, in favor of uh, uh, the ruling party, etc. So we do have to have a look at those issues, but I don't think we, we, we need to... We, I don't think we must get confused about how uh, uh, the difference between the two. Yes, the outcome was, was, was manipulated uh, by, by the, the abuse of state resources, uh, state media bias, etc., and certainly that would have had an impact. Uh, but the outcome... That does not necessarily mean that the outcome is rigged. Those are two two separate issues. And I think we do. Mm It doesn't mean we don't need to deal with the first. We do. Mm. But um, that's going to take a much deeper and much longer process. Well, that's the voice of Gary (laughs) von Staden, senior political analyst, looking at things here from South Africa and looking at the Zambian political situation. Thank you so much, Gary, for giving us your time. No problem. Take care.
Fantastic. And now, it's time for us to move on. Let's get uh, uh, Likando Mufalali, who is from the United Party for National Development. He's the Sananga member of uh, parliament. I just have to say, before we let him in, that we tried to get hold of the government of, of Zambia to get the government's side. And uh, one of our journalists, our correspondents uh, uh, there in, in Zambia, tried to speak with the minister. They reverted him up and forward. But because uh, they, uh, the minister was information minister was afraid of being subpoenaed for prejudice because the court case is underway. Even this morning, this case is taking place. They couldn't come and speak to us here on our program. They refused to participate. But let's speak to uh, Lukando Mufalali. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you so much. Uh, but just a little correction. It's Asha Skopo from Zambia. All right. Uh, tell us a little bit about just the atmosphere there and how how the mood is, and in, in in terms of this court case itself. Well, um, the mood in the country is uh, is quite calm. Um, court right now, and the case is uh, is ongoing, of course, uh, uh, in the court. And uh, outside, uh, police officers have um, have surrounded uh, the entire court and also blocked all the roads. Uh, leading to uh, the magistrate's court uh, here in Lusaka. Uh, yesterday we saw a bit of um, um, a, a political cadence from uh, the party, which um, um, uh, whose president uh, or other is uh, in court, uh, the, the UPND. Uh, they came uh, to the court, but uh, a police had uh, surrounded the court, and of course uh, a few of them just managed to enter, but uh, most of them were turned away. Um, um, but as for today, um, the police have uh, kept uh, the situation calm and uh, um, uh, the court is uh, uh, proceeding uh, quite well. Uh, in the morning, uh, we had, uh, of course, uh, the state and, of course, uh, the defense uh, giving uh, their sides uh, on, this, on, on this issue of uh, treatment mm-hmm. and, of course, uh, two uh, other charges. Mm. In terms of the justification of this charge, has it actually been uh, verified by the court? Has it been seen as one that is a valid charge for this situation? It seems like it's more of a traffic obstruction than anything that's treasonous. Yes. Um, when the matter started yesterday, when the matter was brought uh, before the courts uh, under Magistrate Greenwell uh, Mulamani, um, they presented the case of uh, treason, and of course, um, if you may remember, uh, the, uh, Mr. Chilema and of course uh, five of uh, his uh, members were charged with uh, four cases, uh, but one of them uh, was sort of uh, put in the other one, uh, which is uh, disobeying of uh, parental duty, uh, contrary to the uh, penal code of the Republic of Zambia. Uh, so what remains right about now are three cases. Uh, one of them is treason, and uh, the main um, this uh, issue of prison, um, uh, they said, according to um, what was presented in the court, according to uh, the state, they said that uh, treason was committed uh, between October last year, 2016, and uh, the 10th of uh, April uh, this year. Um, of course, um, mm. uh, during that, this particular date, but on uh, specific dates uh, unknown, uh, we say, of course, um, um, that issue hasn't yet started being discussed as to whether it also involves uh, that uh, traffic um, mm. or the road issue that happened in Mongo. Um, as uh, of yesterday, only preliminary, case, only preliminary issues were raised 
and uh, the matter of treason hasn't yet uh, started being uh, or uh, hasn't been touched on as yet. But uh, the case was just presented, and Mr. Uh, Chileman, of course, his uh, members uh, uh, said that they understood the charge. But uh, what was discussed yesterday, or what was uh, being dealt with, with yesterday, were the preliminary issues raised by uh, the, the defense. And those preliminary issues were um, concerning the human mm-hmm. rights, um, as they put it themselves, that uh, Mr. Chileman was not being um, uh, uh, given uh, the necessary human rights which he needed, uh, or which are... Um, uh, are due to him, uh, according to the human rights. And those human rights uh, issues which were being raised were um, uh, him being able to be accessed by his legal team. Um, when, from, from the time that he was detained and these others were detained, they were uh, not allowed to um, have uh, members of uh, the legal team uh, visiting. And, of course, members of his family were also restricted. Um, and, of course, uh, there were other issues uh, like... Uh, um, an in, um, somebody who they call an intruder who entered into the uh, jail cell where mm-hmm. Mr. Hikinama was, was, um, was arrested from uh, at Milai police station around zero two hours. Uh, Mr. Hikinama, uh, um, according to his lawyers, told the court that um, he doesn't know this person who uh, was allowed to enter uh, and, of course, uh, they claim that he was uh, um, a reverend or a religious person to uh, sort of like share the word with Mr. Hikinama. But they wondered what... Um, at the time of which uh, that person was allowed to go under uh, Mr. Hizilema, when his family members uh, uh, were being denied uh, access to, um, um, to him. So those were some of the criminal issues which were raised yesterday. And, of course, uh, the magistrate uh, made a ruling uh, to some of those issues. And uh, uh, Mr. Hizilema was moved from a uh, uh, police training uh, college where he was being detained uh, to uh, Lusaka Correctional um, uh, services uh, um, uh, um, uh, institution. So that is where uh, mm. being kept and this morning goes go to court. Well, how's the atmosphere there in the country in terms of uh, just the environment, especially the political sentiments that are being made, maybe from the public and also from the political front? Um, if I got you correct, um, if I got you correctly, uh, you're asking about uh, um, comments coming from opposition, uh, other um, political leaders, and of course, uh, just yeah, sure, sure, know. yeah, yeah. Um, with regards to comments, uh, this issue, I think, has been um, is being treated, I think, with uh, uh, intense security, if I may put it that way. Um, that last week we had. Uh, Another opposition leader commenting on the arrest and, of course, uh, the subsequent charge of treason uh, of Mr. Hedlema, uh, that is uh, Chilisha Kareli. But just him uh, commenting on the issue and um, um, wanting, uh, also mentioning the, uh, the Inspector General of Police, he was arrested and, of course, he is still in custody right now. From, uh, from last week, I think should should have been on Thursday or when it was last week, he was arrested just for commenting on this particular issue. So... Even just on social media, um, it is only uh, a few people that are brave to comment on this particular issue because um, of what just happened, where uh, that opposition leader commented and he was arrested, and of course he's supposed to be uh, appearing in court. So uh, this particular issue, uh, many are of course uh, tightly on this particular issue, but others of course are speaking, but uh, many are fearing to be. Uh, uh, to be Mm, well, Arthur, 
to be arrested. So, so we have to let it go because that line is a bit poor, but we got a bit of the sum up of what's happening there. And actually that was Arthur Sikopo, who is Channel Africa's news correspondent based in Lusaka, Zambia, uh, not Likando uh, Mufalali of the United Party for National Development. Uh, I got a, uh, the wrong info from my producers, but it was Arthur Sikopo there who was speaking to us as a, a correspondent at the court case uh, that is underway, giving us uh, that information there. It's something to be looking up to, and I'm sure that our news team with uh, Africa Midday, they will be looking at that story, and later on in the day with our uh, uh, PM shows, we'll be looking at uh, uh, this story very much, uh, uh, looking at the updates on this case. What are your thoughts on that? Remember, you can give us your thoughts at Channel Africa One is our Twitter handle, at Channel Africa One, or you can email us at info at channelafrica.co.za That's info at channelafrica.co.za Give us your sentiments around what you feel about this conversation that we're having today. Well, it takes us uh, to 11.42 Central African time. Let's get some Zambian music, something lighter. This is Mzimu by Lucius Banda.